I'm Steve Fisher. Imagine being able to open a book and understand immediately who you are and what you need to do to live a more positive, productive life. A new philosophy, Septemics, developed over 25 years based on years of human observation and backed by mathematic principles, offers 35 scales to assess where you stand on various aspects of life and offers advice on how to improve. Think of it as an atlas of roadmaps for the human psyche. The author is Jim Marshall, a polymathic intellectual and autodidact. Each of these 35 subjects has a scale. There are actually, actually 35 axes against which the person can advance or decline. And you have to realize that each scale is unique, which is good because between them, they cover everything. Each one of these scales by itself can dramatically improve the life of the reader. Taken together, they empower one to understand, predict, and manage human affairs to a degree hitherto unattainable by most. He's here to tell us about those scales of humanity on Life Slices. I'm here with Jim Marshall on Life Slices today. Jim, I'm going to ask you a question that I hope is easy for you to answer. Who is Jim Marshall? Jim Marshall is the discoverer of hitherto unknown natural phenomena, which greatly aid in the understanding of people, from which I constructed a revolutionary practical philosophic system called Septemics and published it in the book, Septemics, Hierarchies of Human Phenomena. Okay, that's a mouthful. I want to go back a little bit on your website and in other things I've seen about you. You call yourself a polymathic intellectual. Please explain what that is and what are your areas of expertise? Okay, my areas of expertise are psychology, philosophy, theology, parapsychology, science, engineering, mathematics, law, literature, history, metaphysics, military science, political science, physical culture, education, organization, and music. And I hold a Bachelor of Science cum laude from City University of New York. You've been busy. Did you grow up in New York? Yes. Did you have time to play baseball or anything when you were growing up? I did. I played multiple sports. You know, I had six years of baseball, three years of football. I was also trained as a boxer and a variety of other things. So being intelligent is not mutually exclusive to being an athlete. That's right. I found that as a young person, I discovered that I had friends in all of these fields, none of whom could stand any of my friends in the competing fields. <laughs> so I had separate sets of friends. So I had one set of friends with whom I played football, had another set of friends with whom I played in a band, had another set of friends with whom I would go to physics and math lectures and so forth. And I had to keep these people apart. I got along great with all of them. <laughs> I guess that's one, and, one of your expertise. And enthusiasm goes a long way. How is being a polymathic intellectual, how is, has that informed your life? It depends on what part of my life you're talking about because it's had different impacts on different parts of my life. I distinctly recall the exact moment when I was 10 years old when I discovered that some children did not like school. That was a great shock to me. I loved school. I went to school for 28 years. Basically, when I was in elementary school, hung out with usually the, the smartest kids in the class were my friends. And then I went to an elite prep school 
where I finally fit in. I was one of many. I certainly was a very conscientious student because I love to learn. I mean, to me, knowing is a value in and of itself. I was not studying in order to make money, in order to have a career or anything else. I love to study. I still study. It's like a, a permanent facet for me. Do you have a job? Uh, well, right now, my job really is promoting my book. But I mean, it's not like you set out to have a certain career in life. Actually, I had several different careers, mm -hmm. which sort of overlapped one another. And that was part of my polymathy, too. Is polymathic, is it just a brain set? I mean, it's not like you're not, you weren't like a savant. No, I don't think I was. I think it's more just, I have no memory of a time in my life when I was not intensely interested in learning everything that's taught in every university. That's just how I was. So I'm guessing that you retained information pretty easily. Yes. I, I used to have a photographic memory. So as I'm getting older, it's, starting, it's been deteriorating, but uh -huh. I guess that goes, goes with the turf of getting old. Do you have children? Yes, I have a son. Has, have you driven him crazy through his life uh, about oh, no. learning? No, because he's just like me. Oh, okay. He went to an elite university on scholarship, and he's, in a lot of ways, we're very alike. Yeah, that must gall him. One of the ways in which my son is like me is that he's very analytical. He's not emotional. And I discovered at an early age that emotion of any kind is a barrier to knowledge. He, like myself, is, is like a sponge for knowledge. I've often said he's the only person I've ever known who is less emotional than I am. So he, I mean, he has, he has emotions in, in some ways because of the world we live in. But sentimental, that's the word. He's, he's the only person I know who is less sentimental that I. So we have no difficulty choosing based on analytical information. So are you saying it's, it's important to hold your emotions in check to learn? I think it's important to not have them. At all? At all is kind of an absolute. The less emotion you have, the more you know, the more you learn. Let's get to the meat of the matter here. What is septemics? Septemics is a philosophical science based on the fact that many phenomena related to humans occur in a sequence of seven levels. Literally, the word septemics means of or pertaining to seven. Septemics comprises a collection of scales or sequences, each of which breaks down various human phenomena into a hierarchy of seven steps. There are 35 such scales, each of which between them span the spectrum of human experience. By which I mean, any situation which arises in the life of any person can be successfully analyzed by this system. Can you give an example? I can give you a thousand examples. If a guy has relationship problems, he has trouble with his employees, he has trouble learning, I could sit here all day and just say all these things would be assisted by this system. I honestly believe I spent 25 years writing this book to make it foolproof. And I've spent the last two years promoting it, talking to hundreds of people all over the world. And I am absolutely convinced this is universally applicable. So how did you discover it and, and develop it? I'll start at age 16, where I was accepted into an elite engineering school while I was still a junior. And I attended on academic scholarship. At that age, I thought I was going to be engineering the same things as everybody else. Uh, either the electrons or airfoils or motors or something like that. 
But by the time I had my bachelor's degree, I realized that I wanted to engineer nothing physical, but rather the human psyche. And so I had a long, successful career as a human development engineer, working one-on-one with hundreds of people for cumulatively thousands of hours, and I helped them all. Now, while this was occurring, I started to observe that my clients would improve in ways that were predictable to me. I never told that to anyone, but I made notes. And as the years rolled by, I would observe that my client would be at a certain level on a certain axis, and as a result of the session, he would go up to the next higher level. And this happened thousands and thousands of times, and I just kept making notes. And by about 1995, I had about 32 scales that I had observed working in front of me. There's no theory of septemics. All of this is empirical. In 95 also, there was one scale I had that had six levels that I absolutely knew axiomatically was correct because I had been using it on a daily basis for 30 or 40 years. I had a realization that that scale actually had a seventh level. And when I inserted the seventh level into that six level scale, it manifested mathematically. Realize I took 26 semesters of math. I'm a math lover. I understand math. I understand it's not just problems on paper to me. It's a living thing. When I saw that this scale had math embedded in it, like the Fibonacci sequence does, I said, whoa, this is natural law. I don't know what this is, but it's natural law. And when it manifested mathematically, it went from being linear, meaning a scale, to planar, meaning You have to look at it in terms of a table or a spreadsheet because all of these mathematical implications jumped out at me. Well, that's what math is for. You start with a formula or an equation and you develop it and you get new data from it. Being an engineer, I thought, "Hmm, I wonder how many of these other 32 scales or whatever it was at the time are actually seven-level scales that have not been developed all the way because I wasn't developing anything. I was just helping my clients and making notes. Knowing what I was looking for, I looked at these other scales. And in a very short period of time, they all developed into seven-level scales. And as each one did, it manifested mathematically. That's when I realized I had discovered something entirely new. I had discovered a new subject. And so I said, I can go from helping people by the hundreds, which is what I was doing, to helping people by the millions by putting this data in a book and getting it out. Because people can use this to help themselves. In December of 95, I completed the first draft of this book. And I sent it to colleagues of mine, all of whom had graduate degrees in a variety of subjects. And they all loved it. Then I said, okay, this is what I think it is, based on the feedback I got. So then I embarked on a 25-year crusade of developing this. Now, you have to realize, first I had to discover the phenomena, which was largely done by 95, although I did find three more skills while I was writing the book. Then I had to take this, these phenomena and I had to use it to craft a workable philosophic system. Now, you have to realize, as an engineer, I'm only interested in two things, facts and results. I'm not impressed by opinions or beliefs. Everybody has them, and they're irrelevant to engineering. So I engineered this system, which I called, belatedly, septemics. So that took 20 years. 
starting in 1995, to engineer it. Then the big job was I had to express this in a way that would make sense to the average reader. I rewrote the book many times. I kept adding things to it, changing things. And in each, in each case, I would send it out to friends and clients and associates and colleagues and get feedback. I just honed it and it got better and better and better and better. And during this, I kept getting feedback from people saying, wow, this is great. And so I kept working with it. And after 25 years, I said, well, I'm not going to live forever. I better put this out. And I published the book. And I have to tell you that nobody who has ever read this book has ever said anything like, I don't get it. This doesn't make any sense or anything like that. When you talk about scales, you're not talking about musical scales. How do you define a scale? Well, they're actually, each of these 35 subjects has a scale. They're actually, they're actually 35 axes against which a person can advance or decline. And you have to realize that each scale is unique, which is good because between them, they cover everything. What I'd like to do is read you the names of the 35 scales Mm-hmm. And that will tell you the subject matter that's covered. But there are 24 individual scales and 11 group scales. The individual scales are the scale of basic purposes, the scale of personal influence, the scale of choice, the scale of permeation, the scale of thought, the scale of identity, the scale of evaluation, the scale of motivation, the scale of control, the scale of stopping, the scale of scholarship, the scale of literacy, the scale of human ability, the scale of memory the scale of spiritual identity, the scale of mental deletion, the scale of aberration, the scale of physical fitness, the scale of justification, the scale of belief, the scale of equanimity, the scale of attack, the scale of conflict, and the scale of reaction. Group scales are the scale of relationships, the scale of life spheres, the scale of government, the scale of civilization, the scale of survival, the scale of management, the scale of exchange, the scale of communication, the scale of allegiance, the scale of sexuality, and the scale of politics. Each one of these scales by itself can dramatically improve the life of the reader. Taken together, they empower one to understand, predict, and manage human affairs to a degree hitherto unattainable by most. Since this is based on math, do you have to be good at math to be good at septemics? Absolutely not. Although the data is, has math embedded in it, I went out of my way, and this is where my polymathy comes in, to express it in a way where there was very, you don't get much of a sense of math when you read it. I find it really interesting. For some reason, my well, I, I think I know the reason, but my favorite number has always been seven. And right. I think that was based on being a fan of Mickey Mantle growing up, whose number was seven. But what is it about the number seven that we find so lucky? It, it's in gambling seven in craps, you know, that's the way to win. Yes. What is it about that number that's so magical? Well, let me tell you, in the introduction of the book, which, by the way, is the longest section of the book by far, there's a section called Why Seven? And I explain. It's a mathematical explanation. It's, it's something that is, you can think of it in terms of physics, but it's really more math than physics. So it's not that long. And anybody can go on my website because the introduction is on my website, and look it up and read it. And I tell you why seven. But, but I don't really want to go into that too much now. 
But what I want to say is tell people how this is beneficial. I wrote this book to help people. Each of these 35 scales provides the user with an infallible way of determining the salutariness or beneficialness of any group, individual, or activity. If the group, individual, or activity moves persons or groups up these scales, it's beneficial or positive. If it moves them down, it's detrimental or negative. More importantly, just finding out what level you or another person is at on any scale is by itself enlightening and beneficial. And finally, once you know the actual level of a person or group, whether it's yourself or another, you can improve that person by moving them up one level at a time. What are the practical applications of septemics? Will it help me get a date for Saturday night? Yes. Wow. You can say almost anything regarding to human beings, and the answer will be yes. And let me just tell you, since you gave me an example, I'll just go with that hypothetically, all right? Mm-hmm. Let's say you have a guy, and he has relationship problems, right? Who doesn't have that? There is a scale of relationships. Just the fact that there are seven levels of relationship in a hierarchy is revolutionary. He can find where he fits on that scale, and he can find where his mate fits on that scale. And that enlightens him. What type of relationship is this? Then there's a scale of sexuality. If you are not compatible on that scale, your romantic relationship will not work. You can be the smartest, nicest person in the world. You must be compatible. It doesn't mean you have to be the same level, but you must be compatible. Then there's the scale of permeation. Permeation is the basic action of a spiritual being. When two people love one another, it's because they're permeating one another. So you can find your level on the scale of permeation and find your mate's level. See, all of these things are going to give you realizations. Oh, that's what's going on here. Or you can find a scale of allegiance. Anytime a relationship deteriorates, always because allegiance has deteriorated. Right? A guy's going out with a girl. He cheats on her. He goes out with somebody else. That's a deterioration of allegiance. So he can find what level he's at and move himself up one level. And then once you stabilize at the next level up, you can move yourself up again. So basically, you take this and apply it to any situation in your life. You find what level you're at or the other person is at. And then when you have it correctly, you, it tells you your target, which is the next level up. Say a guy is at level five. He will be able to get to level four. If he tries to get to level one, two, or three, he will fail because it's too steep a gradient. So I have solved the gradient problem. Let me me say something about this. This has bedeviled mankind for at least 6,000 years that we know of. Many people have problems or situations, but they don't know how to fix them because they don't know the gradient. How do you find that gradient? The scales are the gradients. But how do you find where you are on the scale? How How do you determine that? First of all, most people, when they look at a scale, and you say, ask them, where are you on the scale? Most of them, in seconds, maybe 20 seconds, 25 seconds, will find a bracket. They will throw out most of the levels. Say a guy finds he's a, he'll say, well, I'm either a four or a five. See, he just threw out, he just threw out five levels. Then you say to him, well, now, why don't you read the text? 
So he reads the text, which explains everything in excruciating detail, and he comes back to it and you say, now, what is it? Is it four or five? And he'll probably say, now that I read the text, I can see that I'm at level five or four or whatever. You mm-hmm. see? It's very clear. Now, I'll give you an anecdote to underscore this. About 20 years ago, I was talking to a friend of mine. He didn't know anything about septemics at all. We were talking about politics and government. I said, wait a minute, let me show you something. So I had this in a transcript form in those days when I was working on it. And I just opened it to the scale of government and handed it to him. I didn't say anything. So he takes it and he looks at it. And in about five seconds, he points. And he said, right there, I'm at that level. He found his level on the scale without my even suggesting that that's what it was for. That's how user-friendly this is. We know in therapy, when people go to therapy, they very often are in denial of where they really are at. They may think that they're right. this kind of person and they find out they're not. So right. how does this, if you are self-determining where you are on a scale, how do you know it's accurate based on what you really are as opposed to what you think you are? First of all, there's a whole section in the introduction which explains how to find your level. And it gives details what to look for, what to know. Mm-hmm. A guy looks at it and a light bulb goes on over his head. He says, ah, that explains what's going on with bopity bopity bop. That is a positive indication that he found the right level. Now, the next thing I have to tell you is, when a person is high on any scale, it's because he has insight in that area. When a person is low on any scale, it's because he lacks insight in that area. A person who's at or near the bottom of any scale is going to have a lot of trouble using that scale. So the further up the scale you are, the easier it will be for you to find what level you're on because you have insight in that area. Now, the other thing I want to tell you is this. I already know this from 27 years of direct observation with this. This book is for anyone who can read English reasonably well and wants to improve himself or his life. If that fits you, this book is for you. Now, there are people, this is a surprise to some, but there are people who are not interested in improving themselves. Psychopaths, sociopaths, crazy people, alcoholics, drug addicts, they're not interested in improving themselves. They're not up to improving themselves. So that talks about the type of person you're referencing, a person who's in denial. I mean, in denial is actually a level on the scale. Is this book helpful to psychologists and psychiatrists? Yes. If you go to the website, you'll see there is actually a review of the book by a highly experienced practicing psychotherapist. It's a very positive view. And he said that, that psychotherapists will find great benefit in reading this book. We'll give them all kinds of ideas about how to help the clients. Hmm. I already know that because I help people for 40 years with this data. Mm-hmm. Because remember, this data started coming out many decades before I had the idea that this was a book. In other words, these scales appeared in front of me. And once I saw the scale, not only did I see it happening in my sessions, but I saw it everywhere in life. You know the thing about you find out about a certain type of car and then you notice them all around? Mm -hmm. Right. You know, like there was a time when I didn't know anything about Audi. I'd never heard of Audi. A friend of mine said, oh, yeah, I just bought an Audi. Then all of a sudden I could see Audis. Oh, yeah, there's an Audi. You know? Yeah. That's. Do you consider Septemics 
or how would you like to consider it as a movement, a lesson, a religion, a philosophy? What? How would you describe it? It's it's certainly not a religion. It is a applied philosophical science. It's unique in that it has mathematics embedded in it. The subject of science and math comes up. This is something that was scientifically observed and then create use that data used by an engineer to develop it into a workable system. Is there any particular segment of, I think it's relatively new, correct? I mean, even though you've been yes. working on it for 20 years, the book is, is relatively new. So who is embracing or endorsing septemics? Well, as I said, anyone who could read English reasonably well and wants to improve himself or his life is enthused about this book. People get it and say, ah, oh, I see. This is great. I can help my son with his schooling with the scale of scholarship. I can help my, my brother-in-law sort out his marriage. All of these things are just there for you to use. It's basically each one of these 35 axes is a map. The scale is a map for that area of life. It sounds to me, when I'm thinking of septemics, it sounds to me like it would be a great tool, especially for kids getting out of high school who have no clue what they want to do with their lives. First of all, it depends on how literate the person is. Mm -hmm. If you're talking about a person, who, you know, an A student from a good school, yes, this book would work for him. But most of the high school graduates in America are not literate people. This is, this is, one reviewer said, this is a treasure trove of a certain type of information. If you study the book, you'll see, I guarantee, you will have realizations on every chapter. Where, speaking of the book, where can people learn more about it and when where can they buy the book? Well, I invite all your listeners to my website, septemics.com, that's S-E-P-T-E-M-I-C-S where you can see what many readers have said about it, what many journalists have written about it, what the reviews are, and you can read sections of the book itself. And there's also a 15-minute audio recording of me explaining the subject to a new person. Jim, is there any question I haven't asked that you would like to answer? I'd like to say that the data in this book are vital for every human being and can help you to achieve your goals faster and easier by explaining what might otherwise seem to be inexplicable. If someone were to invite you to a rendezvous, you would certainly expect them to tell you the time, the date, the exact location, and probably also how to get there. Needless to say, it's very difficult to get someplace if you don't know where you are, don't know where you're going, and don't know how to get to your destination. Now, this sounds idiotic, but most people do this regularly. And this book solves that. You've talked a lot about analyzing this data. Where did the data come from? Where did the three laws of motion come from that Newton wrote down? Where did the theory of relativity come from? We know scientifically it's correct. It's been proven and proven and proven. How come he's the only guy who figured it out? Where did it come from? Or like the, the periodic table of elements. Before Dmitry Mendeleev invented it, there was chemistry, but he revolutionized it. He made it easier to understand, easier to learn, easier to teach. And the periodic table is in every K-12 
chemistry and physics classroom in the world in whatever language they're using. And I should tell you, each one of these 35 scales is very much like the periodic table of elements for the corresponding area. So where did that come from? I don't know. And you can ignore that data. But that's like ignoring the signage on the roads when you drive. Jim, thank you so much. I appreciate your time. This is fascinating. I'm going to have to get me a copy of the book. Thank you, Steve. It was a pleasure. My thanks to Jim Marshall for sharing his work on Life's License. At a time when many people seem to have forgotten how to find the road to happiness, it's great to have the maps to get us back on track. Now Jim just needs to turn Septemics into an app for those who have forgotten what a book is. If you liked this program, please like Life Slices on social media and subscribe wherever you find fine podcasts. Life Slices is produced by Beatnik Ravens Productions. All rights reserved. Music courtesy of Fesleyan Studios.